Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Thank you for joining us at the table with Darlene. We are so glad that you're with us today, this evening, uh, in the middle of the night, wherever you are around the world. We are grateful for our listeners, and and, uh, we thank you for listening. We thank you for praying for us. And God is doing amazing things around the world. In spite of everything that's going on, we can say that God is still on his throne. He's still moving. He's still touching lives. And we just pray that this podcast is going to just bring a a joy in your heart and and hope and knowing that God knows exactly where you're at and what he wants to do with your life. And uh, I am really excited about this program, Chris. Uh, I've been looking forward to this evening, and uh, I'm glad that we have the guests that we have. I'm excited, too. Yeah, and Chris, of course, he's... He's always uh, he's always here. Chris is always like, across from you. Always across from podcast. Right. That's right. <laughs> I want a pastor next to me, but I have this other fine gentleman too that I, I, know. F- I feel a strong anointing over here as well. So. <laughs> I know. I'm glad you did because yeah. you a little stronger when I was sitting there. Yeah. But then when I left, it's only because you're older. <laughs> oh, that was a that was a good one. You got that one on it. That's all the introduction you're going to get. That was <laughs> that was funny. Uh, and, of course, Daryl, my husband, is here with me tonight, and I'm always glad when you come on the podcast. Thank you. It's always a joy to be here. We uh, always enjoy uh, your humor and, and your wisdom. After all, I'm just a pastor. I don't have anything else to do, so <laughs> I'm glad to have some responsibility. There you go. Now, we are thankful when you come and, and sitting in when uh, on, on special occasions, but Anytime you want, because Chris told you you could not. That's because right. Since I he's the executive director, that's right. I can come in. That's right. When he asks. But we are so honored tonight to have two very special yes. guests in our midst, and lots of wisdom sitting around this table. And I'm always grateful for that. And it, it's it's a delight to have. Uh, it's hard for me to call you doctor because I see you as a son almost, Josh. But you but I you re- can have a son that's a doctor. I can, but it just seems so formal. But I just love you, Josh love Pennington, you. pastor, doctor, friend, uh, all the way from Galena, Tech, uh, Galena Texas. <laughs> no. Wow. It does Kansas. sound like a Texas name. It kind of does sound like a, yeah. It sounds like a thing, Texas yeah. name. I wonder if there is such a thing as Galena, Texas. Sure. I don't know. But we're Joplin. glad you're here. Joplin. Would you say Joplin? Okay, yeah. That's more people know me. Joplin, Missouri. Yeah. You're, you're right. Welcome tonight. Thank you. And we're glad you're here. And sitting right next to you is, is just a really wonderful man of God also. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Brandon Atwell. Yes. I, I got that right. You did. Very good. Where's he from? He Well, I don't know. Joplin. Are, are you we'll Joplin, say Joplin or Galena? Yes. Galena, Joplin. Texas. Yeah. Christ Point Church. That's yes. where Josh is the pastor. And you are one of the pastors uh, yes, on staff. And we're so glad that you're here. What an honor it has been to get to know you better. Thank We're you. really thankful for that. Tell the people why, they're, why they are here. Oh, they just came because they wanted yeah, they to hang out with us. Just to hang out today. They yeah. came, yeah, they came to hang out with us. No, actually, uh, we are in revival here at yes, Solid Rock in Farmington, Missouri, and uh, Josh uh, 
agreed to come and we felt like it was time but and it has been years that we've been trying to schedule this been. meeting and it has his been. schedule our schedule we're always conflicting and mm-hmm. and i believe i believe god's timing is always important it is uh, when we set out to do something for him and i believe this time brother joshua is a perfect time thank you for us to to meet we've had a wonderful God. time yes, we, we are have. we're having a good time and you know what's so interesting people that's been following the podcast We've talked a lot about revival. A lot. Mm-hmm. We really have in the last several weeks. We've just really talked about the hunger uh-huh. that is inside of God's people and how those that sit around the table, we have really felt that. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, been pushing in and praying. and Really and for the past six months. Yes. Mm-hmm. You are so right, Chris. And, and it's been an amazing thing in the touches of God that we have felt and, and how the hunger has uh, increased and and so it's exciting to be in the in, in the services that we've been in, and I would encourage anyone that's listening tonight, or today, or whenever this time is, go to Solid Rock Family Church, dot uh, org, and uh, listen to uh, Josh Pennington as he brings the Word of God. It's just been amazing, and so we're really excited about that. And Josh, we're. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about what God's doing in your life, in your ministry, in Galena. That's where your church is, not where you live. But what's going on in Galena, Kansas right now? Galena, Kansas. It's a small town with a big heart. So, oh, that's a good way to say it. Yeah. Um, it has a long history of revival. Really? Yeah. Many people don't know that. Tell us a little bit about yeah. that because you know what? I did not know that until I came to your church yeah. and uh, was ministering one Sunday morning and Sunday night. And, and you and Danny Wormuth actually yeah. was talking about that. So tell us a little bit about that history. Yeah, a lot of people don't uh, make the connection between Galena and Pentecostalism, but um, there is certainly a history there. When we speak of uh, revival or you know, the beginning of the Pentecostal revival or movement, we usually refer to Azusa Street, Mm -hmm. which happened at the turn of the century. Right. And uh, we don't necessarily think of Galena, but Galena really does have a history. Now, I stand to be corrected on some of my details because I don't have it in front of me, so I do apologize. But in the 20th century, um, I think it was around... I don't know if it was around 1906, 1903, somewhere around there, but uh, a preacher by the name of Charles Parham, which he's the father of the apostolic movement, and he was uh, the first to go and preach uh, the doctrine of the initial evidence, Hmm. that when somebody is filled with the Holy Spirit, the very first thing that they'll do is that they'll speak with tongues. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. he started preaching that, And uh, he came, I think he came to Galena in 1903, actually. You were close. Yeah, 1903. And he came to Mary Author's house, which is a white house in Galena. Uh, Mary was a person who went to Charles Parham's revival meetings in Missouri. And she, I think she was blind or sick or something like that. She received a healing and she went back to Galena and invited Charles Parham mm. to come back, and they had revivals meetings at her house. Wow. And it spread. I mean, I, I forget. I think you can look up 
newspaper articles about the revival in Galena. I've read about but, it. Yeah. yeah, it it spread all over Galena and all over Joplin. Thousands of people mm. came. They were baptized in water, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and uh, even today in Galena and Baxter Springs and the surrounding area, there is a movement called the Apostolic Movement, a Trinitarian Apostolic Movement, and they contribute their uh, beginnings to Charles Parham. So, and Charles Parham is buried in Baxter Springs. Mm -hmm. And so the church that I pastor uh, used to be an Assemblies of God church, but it's one of the first Pentecostal churches in the area Mm -hmm. as a direct result of Charles Parham's uh, revivals and the revivals that were going on at the time. So I am in the hotbed of Pentecostalism, and I'm in the hotbed of revival. That is amazing. And so Charles Parham left Galena, Kansas, and went to Azusa Street and was a part of that revival there. Wasn't he connected to John G. Lake as well somehow? You know, I I think so. John G. Lake's had a design yeah. in Illinois. Yeah. He wanted to develop this uh, perfect no, 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 was, was that no, no, was that was Alexander yeah yeah, Dewey. yeah. Dewey, yeah. Yeah. John G. Lake, yeah, I'm not too familiar with him. But anyway, there was a great revival and we're right in the hot bed of revival. Now you know, revival is more than recycling of dead flesh, you know, it's mm. more than just having meetings. Yes, it is. You know, revival is transformational. It's repentance, that it's holiness. Is, that's you so know, important, Josh. You know, and so um, so that we are at Christ's point, we have eight things that we are praying over, and we have prayed over these eight things for two years. Pastor Brandon, do you think it was two years or longer? Actually, we I started in eight, the beginning of 18, I believe. Yeah, I got my prayer book here, and I'll tell you exactly what we've been praying over. So, um, So every Wednesday night at my church... We pray specifically over eight things, only eight things. So I encourage my people, when you come, mm-hmm. you can pray for your family, your dogs, your cats, whatever you're praying over. Uh-huh. You can pray for that later. Uh-huh. But let's have corporate-focused prayer mm-hmm. together. You know, Because yes. when I was growing up in church, nobody knew what they were praying for. Mm-hmm. we just come and just pray. Pray. all over the place. Scattered mm-hmm. the we're just scattered. Because mm-hmm. if you aim at nothing, you hit nothing. That's true. So I have That's a target. So so, and I lead the prayer, and I lead specifically these eight things. The first one we are praying for is a spiritual awakening in the city of Galena, the four-state region, and beyond. Mm-hmm. So, we're praying for a spiritual awakening, more than just revival, mm-hmm. an awakening. Yes, you know, I like the awakening. Yeah, and the city of Galena right. and the four-state region and beyond. Which but, is Oklahoma, uh, Missouri, Arkansas, Arkansas, and Kansas. And Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. Yes. So, we're praying for that. We've been specifically just praying that... The, the, it starts at Christ's point and it would spread. I was in prayer one time and the Lord said, um, the sound of praise from your building is going to wake up mm. people who are spiritually dead. That's awesome. They're spiritually walking dead people right yes. now. Yes. They're walking dead people. Zombies. They're zombies. But your praise is going to wake praise them up. God. I'm about to shout up Amen. in this room. So no- Amen. <laughs> Number two, we're praying for system, structure, strategies, and leaders. Because God can bring the people in, but if you don't have people taking care of the nursery, it ain't going to sustain that's itself. Right. Amen. If you don't have people parking the people, if you don't have people doing ushers, and that's what happens in revival. Mm-hmm. Revival comes, but we're not prepared for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm praying for system, structure, strategies, and leaders. So I want to be a, 
a pastor should have a microscopic vision and a telescopic vision. Mm. So we should see up closely, but we also should see in the future. future. Number three, we're praying for numerical and spiritual growth. Number four, finances and resources. Number five, favor with the AG Mm-hmm. Because the Assemblies of God owns my building, mm-hmm. so we're just praying for favor. Right? There you go. Amen. Just praying for favor. Amen. <laughs> Number six, uh, wisdom in our leadership. Number seven, we're praying for that we'll be a missional church with a global impact that somehow we'll be able to touch the world. Yes, now I don't know what that means, but I'm praying big. Amen. Right. Whatever world he wants you, know, you to go in. That's right. Yes. Sarah prayed for a baby, but God wanted to birth a nation. Yes. That's right. So, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's good. So, you know, you know, we yeah. need to pray big. And number yes. eight, I pray for the Sunday service that, you know, that's uh-huh. coming up. Well, anyway, those are the things that uh, we pray about specifically. And so um, I think John Kilpatrick said that when they were praying for revival, that when they were praying for it and they sensed that it was coming, uh-huh. it never came. Mm-hmm. But when they were praying and they sensed that it never would come, mm-hmm. it came. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I am, I'm just want to be consistent. Yes. Through the valleys, through the mountains, I'm just going to continue yes. to pray. That's right. And God is going to have his, whenever it happens, it happens. I don't want to worship an experience. Amen. I don't want to worship an event. Jesus is my revival. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love what you said about the awakening uh I, I think I don't know how many of you sitting at this table have watched that movie, The Awakening, mm-hmm. and that was such a powerful movie. Daryl, you and I, I remember we we watched that a couple times, yeah, we and did. Mm-hmm. and I know that you know you've talked about it a lot in, in a couple sermons, and yeah, everybody was in a catalonic, catalonic state, uh-huh. and uh, you know they were they, nobody could figure out why they were all asleep, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and finally, a guy came up with a remedy, uh, and it's basically the way the church is. The church mm-hmm. is asleep. The church has been mm-hmm. a sleeping giant, and so good. it needs to be mm-hmm. awakened. In fact, let me just, uh, the word revival comes from a Hebrew word, and since Josh is a Hebrew scholar now, oh, yes. he, passed his, he passed his Hebrew test yesterday. <laughs> yes. Well, So the Hebrew word is C-H-A-Y-A-H. It's probably pronounced Kha or something like that. <laughs> but uh, uh, it means to bring back to life, to restore to consciousness, or to restore to a previous condition. Mm, and uh, that exactly that's exactly so what, what we as the church have been praying for for years and years. And we've seen little pockets of revival mm-hmm. across the United States. We've seen, you know, the, the different uh, communities that have, have just had this revival that they've been praying for. But I really believe in these last days mm. we're going to see more and more yes. pockets. And in, in fact, it's going to end up being like a tidal Amen. wave that's right. that's, that mm. swept through uh, mm. was it Thailand a few years ago. And it's going to sweep across the nation of America. God mm. knows we need a move of God. Yes. yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. That's, Amen. Ex- that's so exciting. When, when, when you think uh, about the fact that, that the hungry hearts, and there are hungry mm. hearts, Mm-hmm. I, I I love the message that you preached last night, Josh, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it was really exciting to me, one of mm. the things, because you talked about uh, there toward the end about prayer, and it's interesting how we're getting off on prayer mm-hmm. here, uh, but you talked about prayer and being able to see, mm-hmm. uh, and there is people in the audience that they need their spiritual eyes mm-hmm. on. We all need our mm-hmm. spiritual eyes because... 
we can see a lot of natural things. Mm -hmm. We are all, if we have eyesight to see in the natural, mm -hmm. we see them. Some people see things brighter mm -hmm. than others. Some see them dimmer. Same in the spiritual realm. And God mm. is wanting us to see uh, clearly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the spiritual realm. And That's I right. believe that God is wanting us to mm -hmm. focus. You know, we I liked what you said about prayer. And, and uh, we do that on Tuesdays here. Daryl has made a list of things we want to focus mm -hmm. on, you know, with those that are coming into prayer. Mm -hmm. And it's so important that we do that. And I love what you said that you do in your private life. That excited me because there are, and I loved it, you know, uh, the, prayer, the prayer book. Tell the listener, because anyone mm -hmm. that's listening, that you feel like your vision or your sight is not very clear, here is a way to get your vision clearer. And so share that with us, Josh, yeah. please. Last night I was sharing with uh, the church in my sermon that I have a prayer book. I've actually had this um, for years. I just reorganized it recently. But I, um, I, I, took, I cut pictures out of what I felt like the Lord wanted me to, you know, mm -hmm. do or accomplished mm -hmm. or see. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'd get discouraged. So I just go back and look at those pictures. That's right. Mm. So, well, it's and, like and sometimes I I cry when I look at them. You know, I pray over it, but I don't worship the pictures. They're not no. an idol. No. But I keep it before me because I feel like it's a dream and a vision that I have. And so, um, if sometimes you can't trust what you see, you got to stand up on what you know. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I just stand up on what I know and quote the word and believe the word. It's, I guess some people would call it a bucket list, but it's not really a bucket list. It's just, you know, um, like one of my goals is to teach in a seminary part time. Mm -hmm. So I have a picture of a guy standing in front of his class, you mm -hmm. know, and that just reminds me not to lose heart. Yes. Right. And, you know, the Lord spoke to me one time and said, I'm going to anoint your steps. I don't anoint your dreams. That is so good. Because what happens is that we worship the dream and mm -hmm. we don't trust God with the steps. Mm -hmm. And so Paul said, I press towards the mark of the prize. Mm -hmm. There's always a mark before the prize. That's right. And sometimes we get yeah. so ambitious and we get destination disease that mm. we want to get to the dream. We want to get to the destination. Mm -hmm. We forget that there's marks. And so these are little steps before I ever mark. get to the before I get to the prize. Do you have anything in your prayer journal about maybe someday having a wife? Oh, yeah, right here. And did you happen to put a name in there? when No, you <laughs> no, I didn't. Right here. Oh, uh -huh. that's awesome. That is awesome. Do you remember when you put that in there? Oh, I've had this book. This is probably six months old, but it was already, it was in, this is my second prayer book. So yeah. it was in my other book. Right. My other book, I just had it written out. This right. book, I have pictures. Right. So I've always had a prayer book. I mean, I've had a prayer book for years, but mm -hmm. I put pictures here. And then I also put my personal values, right. what I value, what I value and my personal mission statement mm -hmm. and my life's ambition. My, my life's ambition is to be a person of prayer. Number two, to be an anointed, effective communicator of the word like Apollos was in Acts 18. Number three, be a discipleship making pastor. And number four, be a godly example as a husband and a father. So, so good. And my personal mission statement is 
the greatest threat to the kingdom of darkness in the last days would be an anointed intellectual. Mm. So awesome. back to my question. Yeah. You've been believing God for a wife. Is that oh, yeah, it's going to happen going in to November, happen? November 6th. <laughs> That's what I was pulling yeah. for. Yeah, 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 November 6th. So I could check that off. Of I could put a check beside yeah. that picture. You put your yes. picture in there. I could put and my picture. Yeah, it won't be yeah. very long. <laughs> November 6th, two, two months, actually. Yes. Two months and a few days. Yeah. So I'll be a married man. Yes, we're excited. you know. We're excited and we're for gonna you. we're going to try our best to be there. There's yeah. the wedding ring and, you know, and. Suffering. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. You'll tell I, Tiffany not to listen to no, that. No, <laughs> no. I got that from Ron Webb, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ronnie Webb. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's, he's the queen of, he's the king of one-liners. Yes. No, but Tiffany is a wonderful lady, and uh, she is a gift to me, and she's very yes. supportive in ministry, and uh, so we're well, excited. We're we'll have a wonderful life, and we want at least at least one child, so. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah the gentleman exactly. sitting next to you has been working at your ministry uh-huh. for full time for quite some time, and, and he's an uh, administrator and also connect pastor and uh-huh. does a lot of things. Can yeah. uh, can you maybe uh, introduce him and share, or have him to share with yeah. us some of the things that keeps him busy? Yes. Uh, this is Pastor Brandon, and he's been attending Christ Point for at least four years. He came on staff to be the administrator, but recently this year he's become the connection pastor and the administrator. So he has lots of hats. Him busy. He's he's very very busy. Has lots of hats to wear, but he does it with excellence. He does it with character, and he does it with a great heart. You know, I've learned in ministry that people can be people can be a servant, but that doesn't mean they have a servant's heart. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference. So there's a difference, so you know. True, yes. And so Brandon is a servant, but he does he does have a servant's heart, and he does everything with excellence and uh, does a wonderful job. I'm very blessed to have him, and our church is very blessed to have him and his wife and his precious kids. We love him so very very much, and so he's an armor bearer, you know, Aaron and her, and he he decided to travel with me this week and. He's done a great job. He's, he has drove. I didn't ask him to drive, but uh, but that's his heart. You know, he mm-hmm. just wants to serve. And he so kind of, we, uh, we need to tell him, teach him how to drive a little faster. Yeah, he drives really <laughs> slow, but we will forgive him. He follows me, you know, home or follows me to the store. And, and I have to stop in the middle of the road sometimes just wait for him to catch up. But, no, What's I'm that just, all about, Brandon? I'm teasing you, Brandon. Uh, the first time I took him on a trip, I got a $260 uh, oh. speeding ticket. So it's, <laughs> it's uh, one of those type of things. You made that decision on that trip. Yes, I won't do that anymore. Well, I know you've been here for about, let's see, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You've, you've already been here. You guys have been here four days. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've noticed several times that you're doing church work. You're not just here on vacation. You're you're doing church work. You're busy with the, the business of the Lord. And uh, that that speaks volumes about you. your integrity. And uh, it's, I'm, I'm sure that, uh, that, you, that you take your job very, very sure. seriously. Pastor Josh um, encourages and pushes all of his staff towards growth and we're constantly um, focusing on on different things all the time he spends a lot of time um, teaching not only leadership principle but also a lot of church history a lot of foundational knowledge and one of the things that that we focus on a lot um, as a staff is culture character competency and chemistry Mm -hmm. and so those are things that he he very strongly encourages uh, culture 
culture, character, competency, and chemistry. Mm. And um, those are things that, that if you don't have at least some of those things, then growth is probably not going to occur on either a, por- a personal level mm-hmm. or a corporate level. Mm-hmm. Uh, explain a little bit about the four. Character is obviously just um, having the right heart and um, doing things the right way, whether somebody's watching you or not. Competency would be um, the knowledge of how to do something. That can be taught. So if you Mm -hmm. have the character, you can develop the competency. Mm -hmm. Um, Culture is just what we're striving to get to. Mm -hmm. We have have a certain culture that we we want at Christ Point Church. Mm -hmm. And then... um, Chemistry is just the ability to work in tandem with those around us. Um, we have seven pastors, counting Pastor Josh on our staff, and so obviously there are multiple um, personalities. So chemistry is an important part of of our staff and working together. Yeah, you know the culture part. Let's go back and visit that for just a minute. It's uh, every church has a culture, yes. but it's not necessarily the culture that we want to see. And uh, we're, I don't know about how it is at Christ Point, but at Solid Rock, there's been several times that we tr- we wanted to change the culture of our church. Uh, for example, we wanted we wanted to change our church culture to be a praising and worshiping church. You know, we, we want to change that culture from just being sitting in the pew and 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 being a spectator mm-hmm. rather than a participator. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to create a culture of of love and appreciation and and we've worked hard on that and there's people that come into the church for the very first time and they'll say I feel the love of God in this place from the mm-hmm. moment I walk through the doors and so part of our creating a culture you know we're that creating that culture of love uh, creating a culture of praise and worship creating a culture of really caring for people and uh, it and it's a constant it's a constant work I don't know that we'll ever be satisfied mm-hmm. uh, with the culture we have I think that, um, and obviously, you know, you do have that culture. You know, I said that Sunday morning. Thank so you. Uh, you do have that culture. You've worked very hard at it. Culture is a result of the values that we, um, culture is a result of values. So whatever we value is the culture that we create. Mm-hmm. So if you value prayer, mm-hmm. then you create a culture of, of, of prayer. If right. you value praise and worship, then you know people say they value kids ministry but they don't put no emphasis on they don't value kids ministry Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. it's whatever you value you place emphasis upon Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that we don't value other things but there are core values that we place Mm -hmm. our emphasis on so whatever you value is what you create a culture for Mm -hmm. and so yeah i know we're talking about church and that's really important because we are pastors sitting around here and chris has been involved in in ministry for almost all your mm-hmm. adult life or even as a young teenager mm-hmm. you, you've been very involved but that goes over into the home too I was just thinking as I was talking about core values uh, every home should yes. have core values Yes, sure. and, and as pastors and leaders that is something Daryl and I in particular we have really really you know we we have been teaching uh, and we have been praying that homes would begin to develop a godly culture mm-hmm. because uh, families have been so caught up in the everyday mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And you can mm-hmm. be Christian and still not be 
have a, a created a culture right. that is healthy in the right. home. That's true. And, and you know, and I believe so much that that we as pastors right. and leaders we want healthy churches, mm-hmm. but we have to constantly be teaching and loving on the mm-hmm. family, so that mm-hmm. they can uh, have that culture in their own home bring that back into the church Mm. family maybe it starts in the church but i believe that where we're living today in our society because uh, there are families that are having to stand up against the wokeness they're having to stand up against things that are being taught to their children being told it's the gospel of the world and if they don't have a culture at home Mm-hmm. then we're going to have weak weak churches. Right. And so no matter how much we teach, and we've got to keep mm-hmm. teaching, and we've got to keep creating those cultures. But I really believe that God is reaching into the homes yeah. in a really special way. Yeah. And to me, that's exciting. Yeah, he has to. Brother Josh yeah. mentioned the other night that there is no way that the church Mm-mm. has the... Uh, ability to train a child when we only have them two hours a week. Right. We, yeah. can, we right. can start mm-hmm. the process, but if it's yeah. not followed up by mom and right. dad, it's not yeah. followed up by ho- the home supporting and backing the church, then, yes. then uh, we don't have we don't have that child long enough. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, and you know that's what excites Daryl and I as pastors, and maybe because maybe because we've been around for a long time, we're a little older than you are, Josh. Mm-hmm. Not. Yeah, a whole lot. I've got I've got a son older than you. You could almost be my grandchild, not quite, but uh, you definitely could. You could definitely be a son, and you are. But uh, you know, we've lived long enough that there is no greater joy to us than when we see families yes. that are turned on to Jesus, and we know that they are taking into the world that they go into. They're taking the gospel of Jesus Christ mm. through the way that they're living. And I, mm-hmm. as Daryl and I, at the age we are, we will totally have failed if we haven't helped them mm-hmm. to create what you just said that we're all trying to create in our church. Mm-hmm. And those that are listening, it's so important to our listeners that you make determinations like your prayer book Mm -hmm. get some vision for your family Mm -hmm. you know find a family worshiping in church together put it in your prayer book it may not be your family but find a picture Mm -hmm. and begin to see that you know Mm -hmm. when you know last night i mean i got all excited because Mm -hmm. yeah i've wanted to go to israel for a long time but i'm going to minister to the women Guess mm. what? I'm going to get a picture yeah. of a whole lot of ladies, yes. and I'm going to stand before them, and yes. I'm going to minister. Yes. And, good. and there's so many other places that I know God's still going to yes. take me, yes. and and I'm going to put them before me. Yes. And and mm-hmm. and I believe that our listeners, hopefully, through this podcast, they're going to get excited. That's right. Because they're going to begin to see. We see so much with this natural eye around us and what's happening with our children in school begin to get some pictures of mm-hmm. your family prospering well we have an inner eye yes that, that, that pastor pennington talked yes. about last night that samson had an inner eye even yes. though they gouged out his physical eyes mm-hmm. he still saw and believed mm-hmm. that his final act mm-hmm. was going to be mm-hmm. the greatest yes. victory mm-hmm. of his entire life yes mm-hmm. and i believe that god is so speaking to us as human beings as pastors and leaders 
in here and and Chris you your family oh you're doing goodness. your very best to, I was, to lead them Be- I was watching you guys last yes. night and uh, during during worship and here's mom and dad mm-hmm. their hands are up tears yeah. coming down their eyes they're worshiping God they're entering in and then next to him is, is a little boy how old is that young one nine he's nine years mm-hmm. old his hands up in the air worshiping God tears streaming down his eyes his daughter on the other end is worshiping God and praising God, and then mm-hmm. then the big Brandon boy or uh, Braden, Braden boy is on the end with you guys, mm-hmm. and all five of them. I mean, here's a family that is entering in to uh, to praise and worshiping God and entering into the presence of God. I mean, they're following your lead. Mm-hmm. We're so, following your lead. Yeah. And, and that's <laughs> and that no, that really yeah. is. That's this is how it goes. I'm the priest in my household, but you yeah. were yeah. the priest of our family and our church. So you know, yeah. That's something we picked up from you. Well, thank you. I saw the other day just something that so goes with it. Stephen Furtick, and I don't know, those of you listening, you may or may not like him. doesn't really ma- make any right. difference. But uh, God is really birthing some songs out of that, out of that house mm-hmm. and is doing an amazing thing. And uh, he was ministering, and he was talking about this very thing. He was talking about how that... People aren't going to do just what we say, but mm-hmm. they're watching, and it's in. And when we're developing things, it's important that we're not just telling you something. Just like you can't tell your family, Chris. You get up early in the morning, every morning, and your wife has said it so many times. You have set the example of mm-hmm. prayer and the reading of the word and the way that mm-hmm. that you operate as a father. Not perfect, but you keep striving forward. And he was talking about when they went to uh, record at the the Old Country Church uh, album that they did. And uh, he got all excited and he kind of got up and he began to worship God. He was just worshiping God. And someone captured a picture of his daughter standing by him. And every time he would make a move, his daughter would make a move. He had no idea that she was doing it. He said, we didn't practice it. We didn't choreograph it. We didn't do anything like that. We were just worshiping. He said, I had no idea she was even there. Right. And that's what God wants to do in your home that's listening. That's what God wants to do. Somebody Mm -hmm. has to begin to set Mm -hmm. the examples. I think that sometimes we forget that as leaders, we got to lead with the why. Mm. Why do we do this? Mm. Right. Mm. You know, I just told Pastor Brandon the other day, I said, as a church staff, we we can't say they won't. They mm-hmm. won't. Mm-hmm. We got to change our vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Our church will, if we lead them. Yes. Yeah. If we lead them with the why, they'll do it. Yeah. You're so right. But so let's just drop, drop the other. drop, drop the phrases. They won't. <laughs> they won't. They won't. Mm-hmm. And let's lead people. And let's lead them with the why. Why do we worship? Yes. Why do we pray? So good. Why Josh. do we go to church? Why? Because you telling somebody to do something, those days are over. You Amen. can't just tell That's someone right. to do something. Yeah. No. You've got to lead them with a why. You've got to create an yeah. eager want in them to do it. You know. I think that, yes. and, and I don't mean to get off from trying to be spiritual, but it's the same thing uh, when you have the gifts of the Spirit moving in your service. Yeah. You take the time to explain mm-hmm. the why behind the what. Mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. it helps the people to understand, mm-hmm. and it removes some fear, mm-hmm. and it removes you know some skepticism mm-hmm. when you back it up with the Scriptures. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I like the way that... You know, we do that. We we explain when mm-hmm. somebody steps out in the gifts. You mm-hmm. know what? Not just we, it's not something that we just want them to, to everybody to do, but we want them to know 
I think, and, and I, I, we're going to close here in just a moment with this, but I think it's so important in the day that we're living in right now. Uh, if you turn on the news at all, if you listen to anything, you will find that people are being told a lot, but they're oh, not yeah. telling them the why. Yeah. And they're not really answering the questions that yeah. are being asked. Because they don't know the why. Because they <laughs> right. don't know the why. Yeah. But when we know the truth of something, right. Right. and that's why it's so important that we know the truth of the Word of God, that we know in truth who He is, because that is who we're following. Yeah. And if we're truly following Him, we are acting upon that truth. And as leaders, that's what we do. Whether it's mm -hmm. leaders of our home, if you're a mama that doesn't have a husband in your home, but you have children, then there is truth that you can teach them, the truth of the Word of God. And they can begin to understand that mm -hmm. God has a greater purpose for them than what they're being told at school mm, or right. what they're being told by the neighbors yep. or what the enemy has done and all the bad stuff that has happened in those little lives. Mm -hmm. God said, I want to turn it around. And it's a day that he wants us to rise up in mm. power and might of knowing who we are mm. and that, yes, we have things that God has asked of us mm -hmm. to put visions before us, to put before us what God is speaking to our hearts. Pray, be mm. specific about what yes. it is that we want for our family. What do you want to see those children in your home become? Get a visual of that. Yes. Let them see a yes. visual of that. This is who you're going to be. My little Max, who has autism, and uh, for a long time, I've been saying as I pray for him, God, I thank you for our gentle giant. I thank you that he's a man of mm. God. I thank you that you're getting past what is into his spirit so that his brain can receive when mm. we don't know how to say to mm. him what he needs. God, you'll get in there where he needs mm. to. And if you have a rebellious child sitting in your home, mm -hmm. then you begin to take that authority and in mm. your prayer life in saying what you want for your family. Amen? Yeah. There, can I sh share one oh, scripture? Absolutely. The Lord revealed, I mean, I, I noticed this scripture in the book of Hebrews. And ever since, of course, you you ever read scripture and then you just really read it? Yeah. You yes. know, all the time. Yes. And, and, and Revelation you, yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, and you read scripture and it just pops out to you. <clears throat> yes. This scripture is so powerful. It's Hebrews 11, verse 38. Hebrews eleven thirty-eight, And this is the hall of faith. You know, it starts mm -hmm. by saying, by faith, Moses, when he was born, he was hidden for three months. 27, by faith, he forsook uh, Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, etc. Verse 30, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell. By faith, Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe, you know, etc. It just kept, you know, it's the hall of faith. Mm -hmm. Then at the end of the hall of faith in verse 38, it says, it says, well, look at verse 37. These, some of these people were stoned. Yes. They were, you Sold know, sawed in two. They were tempted. Mm -hmm. They were slain. They wandered about in sheepskin, goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. Verse 38 is the key. Yes. Of whom the world not was worthy. not worthy. Yes. <laughs> the world was not worthy of them. Yes. That's right. So let's live a life. Yes. That the world is not worthy of us. Amen. I'm on the shout Being <laughs> parents <laughs> that, right. that are so exceptional because yeah. parents that have the greatest gifts living mm -hmm. in their home don't even know what they have been given charge yeah. over. And yeah. if they can understand, they can live a life a that the world around them isn't worthy yeah. of all. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Wow, Chris. 
Pastor Darlene, Amen. I really appreciate what you said about Max and mm. the fact that you're speaking life over mm -hmm. him. Even, even if you can't see it, you're mm. doing it. And Craig Rochelle said, I think you can make excuses or you can make progress, but you can't <laughs> make both. Ooh, yeah. boy, that is powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my goodness. So that'll get you saved in your tongue, won't it? It, mm -hmm. it really will. Uh, Tiffany said something uh, the other night when we were singing. When, uh, I guess it was Monday night. She had sent, uh, uh, she always sends us a devotion every, every Tuesday. And uh, she said this. She said, I'm loving this time of revival. Last night we were singing Waymaker. And God spoke clearly to her heart concerning Max. And she said, even though we can't see it, and even though we can't feel it, he's working in Max. He'll never stop. I am confident that we will see Max on fire for God. It might not look like we want it to or expect it, but it's going to happen. Yeah. And that is how we as parents mm -hmm. and caretakers in our homes, that's how we're to see our children when they're struggling. When they're or, or, uh, when they're handicapped, or, or or when our wife or our mm. husband, we speak the word of God yes. over them, yeah. not yeah. the yes. natural seeing. Yeah. And that's when revival comes mm -hmm. to us, when we can see past the natural. Yeah. There's right. storms going on around us, but God says, "Put your glasses on, so you can see yeah. what I see." That's Amen. Right. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Well, thank you guys for being with you. us and for so all of us. Thank those. you for having us. Oh, we're excited about that. Thank you so much for the listeners. And I'm going to ask you, Brother Josh, if you would just pray mm -hmm. over our listeners because I believe that hope is arising yes. in the homes, right. in the people, because God wants to do such a work, mm -hmm. a revival. Yes. Oh, a changing, a renewal in mm. the homes of every mm. hungry yes. heart. That wants to chase after God. Don't yes. chase after change in the world. Yes. Chase I, after God. I think God. it's Psalms 89 that says, Revive us, O Lord, yes. right. that, that your people will rejoice yes. in you. Yes. And yes. so yes. revival will bring rejoicing. Yes. yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Would you pray? Heavenly Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are with us. You're always with us. We thank you for this opportunity that we had today to discuss your word, to develop friendships, to get to know each other. Lord, I just pray that for our listeners today, wherever they may be, whenever they may listen, I just pray that you would uh, be with them, that you would comfort them, you would bring healing to their yes. bodies and their families, that you bring strength to them, I pray. And Lord, we just pray that there would be a hunger yes. that would grow deep within us, each of us, more of your word, more of your presence, we pray. Lord, we pray that there would be not only revival here in Farmington, mm -hmm. but we pray that there would just yes. be oasises yes. all over yes. the world uh, where people are refreshed, yes. rekindled mm -hmm. by your power and by your presence. And so we just speak the blessing of God right yes. now over every person that yes. is listening. Mm -hmm. We prophesy, decree, declare your yes. word over them that the purposes and the plans of God would be made manifested. In Jesus' name, we thank you for this. Amen. 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 Until the next time at the table with Darlene, may the peace of God rule and reign in your hearts. God bless you.
Thank you for joining us today at At the Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at darlenesolidrock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At the Table. You can also check us out at darlenerhodes.org. Also at wawministries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At the Table with Darlene.